Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, welcome to the Big Talker Podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from the home studio here in Washington, D.C. I'm Burke Allen, Big Talker of Service SpeakerMatch.com, the United States' largest online speakers bureau. If you are a meeting planner, you need a speaker for an upcoming event, maybe you're not quite sure how you're going to do that. Well, you can do it virtually, and there are thousands of speakers online at SpeakerMatch.com that can help you out and point you in the right direction. That's SpeakerMatch.com, and we thank him for sponsoring the broadcast during this very uncertain time in our nation. Our number to call is 516-418-5635. That's 516-418-5635. If you'd like to be on the program, there's also a chat feature here at the uh, Blog Talk Radio Network, and we'd love to get your questions there. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about what we can actually do in the midst of COVID-19. You know, there's lots of talk out there about uh, what's happening and how people are reacting, but not a whole lot of actionable advice. And so the Big Talker podcast has brought in experts from, from all fields and all industries to talk about that. Uh, because, look, hey, there's fear. There's anxiety out there now, and, and we want to try to help work that out. Anytime there's a major disruption and extended uncertainty, we all wonder, what, what should we do? What should we think? What should we plan? So our guest, Dan Schaefer, uh, Ph.D., is a chief strategist with Peak Performance Strategies and author of the book, Click, The Competitive Edge for Business, Sports, and Entertainment. And uh, Dan joins us from New York City. Dan, first and foremost, I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy. Everybody doing okay? Everybody's doing fine, Burke, and thank you very much for the invitation. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate you being here today. Your book encourages people to identify early on anything that might get in the way uh, and get between you and and peak performance, top performance. Well, right now, uh, you know, it's more about being prepared for this thing that that snuck up on an awful lot of us, COVID-19. So let's get into that, both from a personal and uh, a business standpoint, and, and let's start with you on, on business disruptions. There's so many businesses that are closed, uh, so many workers being furloughed. How do you manage business disruption stretch, uh, stress rather, from, from something like this that is unprecedented in the world's history? Things is that you mentioned my first book, Click. The one before that was How Do We Tell the Children, which is a guide to helping parents explain death to children. But focusing on the fourth edition of that right around – 9-11, we did a whole section on trauma and the impact that traumatic events have on errors, omissions, accidents, and safety. Things that come on a consistent basis and frequently invisibly uh, disrupt the business. On the other part of it, which is the personal part, people are told today about what they need to do, but not how. So what I've right. done is brought some strategies from, from the sports part of that to, uh, to, uh, to this event that's going on right now. And so uh, what I'd like to do is give people a couple of strategies that they can walk away with and use on a consistent basis that will work consistently. Well, I think One that's fantastic, Dan. And I do want to say that, uh, point out, when we talk about business disruption stress, 
it's not dollars and cents. It's the stress that comes from you not having a job or not knowing how you're going to feed yourself and feed your family. So it's all very much intertwined there. I think that the many times the, the takeaway from the media is, oh, this is big business. Big business is going to suffer. It's not going to affect me. COVID-19 affects everyone. So when you talk about those strategies, I really want to talk about what, what business disruption stress means to, to the individual person. The individual person is really in a position that uh, they, they really frequently don't have the kind of tools that they need to deal with it. So let me throw a couple of tools out to you. One right. is is that if I talk to an athlete that talks about distractions, he says that one of the frequent distractions he has is how he talks to himself. And so negative self-talk, constantly gloom and doom discussions that you're having with yourself rob you from living in the present and moving forward in a, in a strategic manner. So anybody who hears this consistent rotating uh, tape that runs in their head, there's a way to stop it instantly. If you just put your tongue up onto the roof of your mouth, you can't think of anything. Everything stops. Just try that. So it works extress- extraordinarily well for people who want to move in that direction. The other thing is with stress is to identify where the stress is coming from. What kind of stress do they bring into their workplace? What type of stress do they, uh, do they take from the workplace outside? And how that impacts on their life and disrupts their life. Disruption of business is, uh, there's been an amazing transition into using Zoom calls now to conduct business. And some people have even said, I wonder if it's ever going to back to the way it was because these Zoom calls are working so well. Right uh, in this in this environment. So it's uh, I mean I'm I'm doing two on Thursday, one on Friday, one tomorrow, and all of these are uh, focusing on stress and managing stress and how do you manage it? And it, it's taken from one to one dealing with individuals up to what do you do with a team of people who have to deal with this stuff? And it's not it's not even oh, near over yet. Our guest, Dan Schaefer, is the chief strategist with Peak Performance Strategies, author of several books. He's a Ph.D. He's in uh, New York State. Are you in, in New York City, Dan? Where are you up there? No, I'm right outside. I'm in Nassau County in Roslyn. But what, with, do you see, with, what do you uh, see around you? Can you paint a picture for our listeners all over the, the country of, of what it's like there and what, what the psyche seems to be like of people that you interact with, if you're interacting with anybody at all? Well, I'm, I'm interacting with a lot of people with Zoom and online. Uh, what I, the best I can do is tell you what I see around me is empty streets with nobody walking on them. But that's the point, is that people are, need to really uh, uh, stay in place, stay inside, not interact with people. And I'm picking up a tremendous amount of caution about where you go and what you do. So I see a lot of people who are following the rules that have been put out. Uh, because there really is no other option, I don't think, anyway. So, Dan, in terms of uh, you talked about those Zoom calls and, you know, go to meeting calls. And, and like you, I've been very involved in those the last couple of weeks, probably more than I ever have in my professional career. Um, do you have any tips? And this is crystal balling a little bit um, as, as we you know look into the future here uh, on ways that you can more successfully manage your business remotely and whether you are a business person or it's your personal business 
anything that, that has come to the forefront as we all try to learn from each other and all figure out this new path forward on, on how to wrap your arms around managing things from home. Interestingly enough, that's what we did. Uh, I worked with, as a consultant to Hewlett Packard for, for about eight years on helping people. Well, one of the things we did is how does somebody manage a remote team? And what they discover is they can't manage it in a traditional management strategy. But we've developed a coaching culture where people will take the skills and talents they have and use it both to develop the people who report to them or work with them or who they are responsible to create as better producers within a company. And for that to happen effectively, the manager needs to understand what he does well. Uh, it's interestingly enough, it's interesting that many, many people cannot tell you what they do well because they seem to work on a level of unconscious competence. You know, they, they you know, you run people who, who don't know anything and don't know that they don't know anything. And we run into those people all the time. And then, you know, when you know what you do well, you do it well. And then, but you move to a point where you start to get results that it's seemingly, it seems like you're not even thinking about it. And so one of the things I suggest that people think about who are in leadership positions is that you can never teach somebody something that you don't know that you know. And a lot of people operate. So getting people in touch with what they do well. And then on the other side of the coin, I deal a lot with selling mistakes. How do you help people avoid really costly error? And it becomes very, very important, uh, of course, to learn by your own mistakes, but it's a lot less expensive to learn by somebody else's. So how do you learn by somebody else's mistakes? There are ways and strategies to do that. And most companies that we talk about today, whether they look closely enough at what they're doing, they're selling mistakes. They're saying, don't do this, avoid this, avoid that, avoid something else. So it's an overall thought process where every one of the people I work with today is in 2025 working backwards. Where do you want to be in 2025? What's the dream? Then you'll look backwards for anything that could possibly get in the way to disrupt that. So stress can disrupt it. Certainly uh, the effects of potential loss and life transition that we're in now, you deal with errors, omissions, accidents, and safety. Those things are drains on the bottom line of a company that an order they can never find. They're hidden in the personalities of the people that you're dealing with and how you can create an environment. I mean, we did this after 9-11, is how do you help people to effectively cope with what was going on and what happened there? And this is, uh, this is another black swan. I think you said that very so well. By the way, if you're just joining us. Dan Schaefer is our guest today. He's the chief strategist with Peak Performance Strategies, author of a bunch of books, including Click the Competitive Edge for Business, Sports, and Entertainment. And you can visit him online at uh, www.danshaferphd.com. You talked about something I, I thought was interesting, uh, how you have to change up the way you manage others when they're working from an at-home environment. And I wonder if, if Dan, you may have some thoughts on I'm managing yourself because millions of us now are, are no longer in that, that office environment uh, where, you know, there's instant collaboration. There's somebody in the next cubicle. So what, what say you in terms of, do you, do you get up and try to keep the same routine? Do you try to, 
to hit the desk at a certain time? Do you allow yourself some flexibility? How do you manage yourself in this new work environment? Uh, and, and especially if you've got kids running around and, and you're doing the homeschooling thing with them, it's, it's a wholesale change. Any wisdom you can share with us? That, that, that's a wholesale change. I'm, I'm happy all my children are grown and adults now <laughs> and have grandchildren. But, sure. but, but you know, you have, let me come back to the first question you asked. If, yeah. if I came to you under the particular management strategy, you're in D.C. and I'm in, in New York, and you're right. trying to manage me, it would be extraordinarily difficult to do that. Uh, with a traditional management style, you'd want you tell me what to do, and then you'd wonder if I'm doing it and how to follow up. The coaching culture is different. Uh, if I went to you and you would say to me, Dan, here's a project I'd like you to do. I want you to take it home and review it and come back and you tell me how you're going to do this. So it's up to me on a phase one of this to explain to you how I'm going to do it to make you comfortable with giving me the task. Your your role in that initial get together is that you have to be quiet and let me talk about it. But then you know exactly what I'm going to do before I even walk out the door. The next step is to say, we have a, a December 15th a deadline. Do you have, is there anything you can think of that would get in the way of that December 15th outline? Now this is a whole process put together, but this is just a nutshell of it. Uh, and so I would say, no, I have an event I have to go to. Uh, and, and I won't be able to finish that, but I will give you, so I'm doing two things initially. I'm committing exactly to the process that you will agree with or not. And you know, immediately, uh, the second part of that is that I'm telling you that, uh, you know, I can do it within the time frame that's required. Uh, but the third part is your comment to me is, okay, Dan, I agree with how you're going to do it. I agree with the time frame. What do you need from me? I have to come back and tell you what I need is in a way of resources or time or whatever it is. And then all you have to do to, to, uh, to check up on me or to follow me or to monitor what I'm doing is pick up the phone or walk into an office or if it's remotely go online and say, Dan, what do you need from me today? What do you need from me today? So it's a much softer way of doing it, but it only works when the manager understands what he does well. Because he's got a, he, he's really responsible to develop the people underneath him. And that was a big role of the people who are in leadership that we dealt with with HP. Our guest is Dan then, Schaefer. You know, he, uh, he's uh, sharing with us some strategies on how to do, think, and plan in this new era of COVID-19. If you'd like to be a part of the show, our number is 516-418-5635. You can also send questions or comments into our chat room here, and the show is sponsored by, by SpeakerMatch.com, uh, the United States' largest virtual speakers platform for both meeting planners and speakers. Uh, and, Dan, I know that you do some public speaking. I wonder how you see that industry shaking out. You know, the folks are just not traveling, and, and people are, are very reluctant to have gatherings of, of more than one or two people in a room at the same time. Do you see that whole world changing if you were to look into the future six months, or, or will it all come back to the I, way it was? Well, I don't know if it'll come back to the way it was. I mean, I've been, I'm going to be doing uh, two classes at a local college for two, for two uh, graduate classes that I have spoken to before. Uh, probably going to have 50 or 60 people on a Zoom call arranged by the professor. So I'm able to reach all of them. Plus, what I'm also going to do is be reinforcing a, a self-hypnosis strategy that I tell people that 
works exceptionally well with stress. So you can be in control of your mind game, but you can also be in control of your stress. And if we have uh, two or three minutes, I can show you how to do this right on the phone. That'd be great. Uh, you know, because I, I wonder about those mind games that people play during times like this, because you can really get inside your own head to detriment. So tell me what you're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about is this. If people want to, uh, at the end of this little brief exercise, uh, people are going to be able to put their thumb and index finger together and find themselves relaxing. So here's how this goes. You sit up straight in your chair. Uh, you take a deep breath and let it out. Then you close your eyes and you imagine, picture, a number five. It has that five changes into a four. You double or triple the relaxation. Let the four go into three, double or triple it again. Let the three go into a two, double or triple it again. Let the two go into a one, double or triple it again. Uh, and then just let that one float away off and take any stress or tension you have in your body. Imagine you're standing in front of an elevator. Step into the elevator, you push the button, number 10 appears on the door. You feel the car moving down. And as the car moves down, you're surprised to notice how much you know that you didn't know that you knew about your mind's ability to relax your body. And the numbers change, and you find yourself relaxing more and more, just to the degree that you want to right now. And when the elevator opens at the first floor, you walk out, and you're on a path toward a beach. Maybe it's a beach you're familiar with. Maybe it's one you've never been to before. Uh, but when you look down to the end of the beach, you see the water coming up on the, on the sand. You walk down to the, the path, down to where the sand is. Step off into the sand. If you have bare feet, uh, you feel the sand on your feet. You walk down to the water where the, where the sand is wet. And you look down and you see number five scratched in the sand. And you uh, uh, look down and as you look up the beach, you see a four, three, a two, and a one scratched in the sand. And you see a wave come up over the five, wipes the five away, relaxes. Uh, your relaxation doubles or triples. You walk up to the four, another wave takes the four away. A wave takes the three away. Now you realize that this can go on for a long time. You can spend a lot of time between these numbers. But because we have a limited amount of time on the show, we'll do it quickly. And so you walk up to the number one and the one floats away. Now the thing is, is some people report if they have their hands on their thighs, they find that their hands become very heavy. So you can test your hands and see how heavy they are. And then start to turn around and walk back up again. Now, this is just the beginning of a process that people, athletes use to increase performance, to uh, to work with a variety of situations that they have in practice. But you walk back up to where the path is, walk back up the path, get back in the elevator, take the elevator up, it gets off to the 10th floor, you step out, and when you step out, you just press your thumb and index finger together and notice what happens to your neck and your shoulders. You'll find yourself relaxing. I have so many athletes and people in business who go into situations with these suggestions firmly implanted in their subconscious mind that when they press their thumb and index finger together, it works. And they're amazed at how well it works. It works because you want it to work. But this is just part of a system that I have that works exceptionally well. And really, you give people some tools that they don't have, that they don't expect to have, but that they desperately need in this kind of a situation. So that's, that was a very quick run through of that. The other thing we talked a little bit about is how you talk to yourself. People will frequently tell themselves what they don't want to have happen. I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. Well, all your performance comes from your subconscious mind. 
And so when you tell yourself what you don't want to have happen, uh, your subconscious never hears a negative command. So how does that apply to sports? We look back at uh, the first time the Giants played the Patriots uh, for the Super Bowl. Patriots had 18 straight games. Somebody asked me who I thought would win. I said, I thought the Patriots were going to find a way to lose, and they did. <laughs> uh, and they came into the game telling themselves, we don't want to lose this game. The second time they played, it was it was the same thing. It was worse. It said, we don't want to lose to them again. So people can see over and over and over again how important it is to listen to self-talk and make sure it's productive. If it is, you keep it going. If it's not, you just shut it off. Tongue in the roof of the mouth. Tongue in the roof of the mouth. I love that. Dan Schaefer, our guest today, he is a uh, chief strategist with Peak Performance Strategies. He's based in the New York City metropolitan area, author of many books, including Click, The Competitive Edge for Business, Sports, and Entertainment. You can visit Dan online at danschaeferphd.com. And I'm sure there's someone out there listening right now, Dan, who will say, hey, look, uh, you know, positive thinking is great and it's wonderful. And we're in a hell of a mess here. This is something unlike anything we've ever seen before with COVID-19 in this pandemic. You can't just wish it and hope it away. What would you say to that person? He's 100% correct. You can't wish it, wish it and hope it away. But the point is, is when you're thinking about it, you have to figure, what can I do possibly, no matter what it is? Uh, you know, is there something I, is there something I, if I'm locked, locked down at home, is it something I can learn that I never learned before? Is there a way I can get more astute at technology and use my computer, get involved in some of these um, Zoom calls, find out what type of services are being offered around? Uh it's one thing we know is if somebody stands still, they don't stand still. They start to slide backwards. And so it's important to take everything that you have, every tool that you have, and reach out for help. Reach out to people who can help you. Uh, I know that uh, CDC has websites where people can call if they need help and assistance. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really making use of the tools you have. But but getting some new tools, and that's what that's what I work with with people, is the new tools that will operate differently. You know, you mentioned earlier in the call. I mean, you have, you may have. You're a grandfather you, now. You may. Yeah, I have. I have twelve grandchildren. So, as a guy then who's got uh, got some years on him, I wonder if. And you talk about doing these these Zoom calls and being involved in the internet and new technology. Do you have any tips for older Americans who may feel? a little out of sorts with this whole thing because the technology has, has passed them by a little bit. Any any tips on how to sort of wade into that and get comfortable with, yeah, with this? Because ab- it's so ab- important now. Absolutely. find Let them go to one of their grandchildren and let their grandchildren drag them into the 21st century. <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> but the, the, point, the point really is, you know, uh, if somebody is looking, if somebody in business today is looking to hire somebody, bring somebody on and have somebody consult with them, my my tip is hire gray hair. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, you, to take somebody who's got a lot of experience in doing what they did, and there are a lot of people, I'll tell you, Burke, who are retired, who bought into the myth of retirement. They don't know what to do with themselves. And so when they, when they come back and look at the things they've done well, and figure who needs this now, 
And then, how, I mean, you can, and anybody who's listening to this call or has grandchildren, just go to them with your iPhone and say, how do I do this? And they'll tell you in a minute. You know, don't let them do it for you. Make them show you. But, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, uh, but it, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great time because all this technology is around. I mean, I kid people. I tell them that I still get my mail delivered by Pony Express. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, <laughs> But but the technology is important today, and be able to have it and be able to use it. Uh, and it's a way to stay in touch with people. When you can't visit people anymore, and you, you want to, you're really going to be motivated to figure how to use a Zoom call or use FaceTime on your phone uh, and learn some of that technology. And there are people around who will teach you. I mean, anybody I can go on a local. Go, go to somebody local. But I'd start out with grandchildren because they're going to be cheaper than hiring somebody. But but the point is is that you know these kids know everything. They they know this stuff. They don't even have to think about it. It is. It's like an appendage to a young person, you know, because they've they've grown up with that technology, and I think it's so very important uh, as maybe one of the only ways that we can stay in touch with one another rather than social distancing. It, it becomes physical distancing because you can do a video call with your kids, with your grandkids, wherever they are in the world. Hey, Dan, before we let you go, and we're almost out of time, we've talked a lot about business and, and we've talked about how you can sort of wrap your head around uh, what's happening in the world, control those mind games, how you can manage yourself if you're working from home, how you can, if you're a, a business owner or manager, how you can, uh, you, you gave some great tips on how to manage the business disruption stress that comes from a major event like this. But you are in a unique position being there in the New York City metropolitan area where, you know, you're, you're in the epicenter of this whole thing, the eye of the storm. And, and to strip away the business for just a moment, I wanted you to take just, just a, a personal minute or two and ask if you have a message for the folks that are on the front lines up there right now, the doctors, the nurses, the hospital administrators, the, the EMS workers. As somebody who lives in the New York City metropolitan area, what would you like to, to – say to those folks right now who are listening? They've, they have moved into one of the most difficult positions. The courage is amazing. Uh, their ability to move forward is amazing. Uh, it, you know, and it's, it's a first responder group of people that we never expected to be first responders. You know, and I think they, did, they, they just boggle the mind with their dedication. Thing is, is that when we learned when I did some things at Columbia some years ago, is you really have to take care of your people. You have to make sure that you give them every resource with, you know, equipment, certainly, training, certainly, but certainly coming back with some mental strategies that help them cope with when they walk out of their office and back in again. You know, I know that uh, when we looked at the effect that trauma had, this is a traumatic situation. Sure. Because, and the other thing that comes up a lot is, is that people, I'm not in, you've mentioned this before. People are not in control of what's going on. And the fact is, you know, anger becomes very, uh, very prevalent when people are not able to control their environment. So it's, it's important to really come back and take care of your people in some ways that you might not expect. And I have people that are doing that right now with me. You know, so it's, uh, you, you have to give them the tools to work with and the support. It goes beyond conventional wisdom. And some of the things we've talked about today kind of defy conventional wisdom a little bit. So I'm not saying 
don't think about it, uh, make it go away, be Pollyannish about it. You have to be really very careful. You know, it's, I don't know if anybody that's on this call has skied, but if you start to ski and you start to traverse a slope and all of a sudden you realize you're on ice, you know, you do anything, but just hold your edges until you get to a place where you can turn. And that's exactly what this is like. You just got to hold your edges. Don't make any quick moves. Don't make any mistakes uh, if possible. And then do all the research you possibly can to find out where you could make a mistake or where somebody could make a mistake and you don't want to mess up on it. That's excellent advice. And man, I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us today. If folks want to visit you online, the uh, website is danshaferphd.com. Danshaferphd.com. Uh, is there a phone number where they can reach you as well, Dan? Sure. 917-880-6758. They can just send me a text and say, can we talk? And, you know, we can get together on the phone for a couple of minutes and see what needs. My basic question to people, Burke, is this. What do you personally need to have happen right now that's not happening? I'm not talking about six months from now, uh, eight months from now. What do you need right now that's not happening? And it, it Dan Schaefer, PhD, is people. our guest, and it's a, it's incredible information. Um, and Peak Performance Strategies does great work. By the way, if you'd like to pick up one of Dan's books, highly recommend Click, The Competitive Edge for Business, Sports, and Entertainment. Hey, Dan, we're almost out of time. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much, and, and please stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks a lot, Bert. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you folks. My pleasure. Hey, we're live in Washington, D.C. with the Big Talker podcast, and we love to get comments and questions from you as well, so drop us a note anytime. Thank you so much for listening. Tell all your friends about the Big Talker podcast. Stay safe, everybody.